This is Door and Window Discussions, the official podcast of Door and Window Market Magazine, where each episode we open new insights into the industry's latest news and host discussions with some of its most interesting people. DWM is the only business-to-business publication that's devoted exclusively to coverage of the full door and window industries, with a circulation that's audited by BPA Worldwide. And now, let's talk doors and windows. Thanks, Chris. I'm Drew Vass, editor of DWM. Thanks for joining us. We hope that you're all well and staying busy these days, and based on what we're hearing, I have no doubt that's the case. That's a big part of what we want to talk about today. If you get our newsletter, you may have caught a recent article by DWM's editorial director, Tara Tafara, who is often my co-host but can't be with us today. And she spoke to Jay Cipriani, founder of Cipriani Remodeling Solutions in New Jersey. They have two locations. One is in Mount Laurel and the other is in Woodbury. And one of the things that caught my eye in that article was the fact that Jay said his company was on track to double its volume for doors and windows. Over last year, that is. That isn't totally uncommon here these days, you know, with demand as it is. But I would argue that doubling is pretty extreme. And what came after that really grabbed me, and that is they haven't added or changed any suppliers. I've spoken with enough dealers lately to know that that is uncommon as folks struggle to find product and and patch up the supply chain. We're going to have Jay on in a moment to hear more, and maybe you'll come away with some insights to help you with your own business. Before we get started with today's discussion, though, I have an opportunity that I want to alert all of our listeners and subscribers to. When it comes to doors and windows for new construction and to some degree the remodeling market, the key drivers in product selection tend to be home builders. So yes, I mean, homeowners make the final call on which windows they get, but in most cases, it's builders who give them their good, better, best options, which often includes the lineup of products that they have access to through their material providers and feel comfortable with. In recognition of this, we're adding a special edition to our lineup this year, and we're calling it the DWM Builder's Guide to Doors and Windows. So we're looking to include information on as many manufacturers and products as possible for the guide, and the good news is inclusion there is free, but there are also tremendous opportunities for bonus material and advertising in the issue which, by the way, will go out specifically to builders and be distributed at next year's International Builders Show. So anyhow, for more information and to ensure that your company is included, reach out to me at dvass.glass.com. I'll fill you in. Now, back to today's conversation and then on to our guest. Without question, supply chain is the number one topic we discuss these days for just about every article, and mostly discussions about shortages and delays. Fortunately, that hasn't impeded the industry's success overall, it seems, uh, but it has kept a lot of people on edge and frustrated. In our upcoming issue, we're going to look at how some manufacturers and software providers plan to use artificial intelligence to help speed up and basically smooth out the supply chain and how that might also help with labor issues. So watch for that. One concept calls for gathering info from all points of the supply chain in order to make intelligent decisions about ordering and fulfillment, 
Maybe that's something Jay Cipriani has figured out already using natural intelligence. Let's find out. Jay, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Drew. Glad to be on. Let's start. I want to gain some perspective for what it's been like for you. You know, how does the supply chain look from a dealer's perspective and how much disruption can the issues we're all seeing potentially cause on your end? I thought it might be good to set the stage for, you know, perspective. Well, we uh, we have taken the the bull by the horns. We, we know that the supply tra- chain has been... Uh, decimated uh, with the COVID pandemic. Uh, there's four things that, you know, we're seeing shortages of, uh, and uh, lumber is obviously the top one, and coming in second place is, is windows and doors, uh, then appliances, and then furniture, not that we get much into furniture, but there's been a huge problem that we've had to deal with, with completing our projects. We're a design build firm, so we specialize in additions, kitchens and bathrooms. And you mentioned earlier about us doubling our window and door orders. And I think it has to do with a lot of homeowners are, you know, we're staying at home, are still at home. They're they're seeing that there's not enough space for the family. They're adding on to the home. They're adding additional square footage, maybe adding a, another bedroom or bathroom, adding a uh, a large uh, great room or family room, you know, redoing a kitchen or bathroom. So certainly all those types of projects require windows and doors. Mm-hmm. So the, the demand has been there and, uh, you know, keeping up with the uh, the suppliers is very important. And uh, we don't refer to them as suppliers. We refer to them as our vendor partners. You know, we partner up with certain supply houses and we meet with them regularly and talk about our needs and how we can work uh, together better and more efficiently to to get products out to our job sites in a a timely manner. So it's key to have these partnerships. Uh, We've been dealing with the same two, three supply chains, suppliers, vendor partners, as we call them, for for decades. Uh, They know our needs. We know how they like to work. So it's a great relationship. And um, we're we're able to come up with processes and systems to to make sure that we can get our windows and doors delivered in a a timely manner. Yeah. And I I guess, you know, one of the things that uh, you mentioned to Tara in her for her article was that I mean, obviously, you can't change if there's slack in the supply chain. You can't necessarily change that. You know, so those are companies who are putting together a finished product. They have to get raw materials, or they have to get you know components and so forth. And you know, it's a, a supply chain kind of is what it is in a in a way, right? But what you're saying is you're able to kind of finesse the process on your end and communicate with your suppliers. Can you? I'm wondering if you can just kind of detail for us a little bit how that works. I mean, obviously, you've, I'm guessing you've got to have some look ahead of ability to see what they're able to do when, and then I guess you're you have your uh, processes on your end where you can adjust. How, how does it? How do you take that slack out? Well, it's communication. We initially uh, have conversations with our vendor partners and ask them, you know, what are the lead times on on certain manufacturers? You know, Anderson is is you know six weeks out. Uh, 
uh, by Winco, vinyl windows are uh, 10 weeks out. Simonton windows are about 16 weeks out. So whenever we're ordering those types of prod products, we have to take into consideration when we're going to be starting the project and when we'll need them delivered on the job site. Uh, you know, some of our addition projects can take from eight to 12 weeks to complete. Uh, obviously, we don't need the, the windows day one. We're putting in the foundation. We're doing the framing, uh, doing the roofing. So uh, next comes the windows and doors. So we, we have to time out when, when we order these products and when we're going to start the project. And it starts way back when we first meet with uh, homeowners, talking to them about the project as, as far as when we can get started realistically. We like to tell homeowners that we want to line up all the products ahead of time so that uh, we're not waiting for them to show up on the job site. We like to order materials ahead of time. We can even sit them in our warehouse or our shop and store them so that we know we have the right brand name, right model number, right color, right size, right quantity. Uh, we have what we call an open box policy where we open the box to make sure it's not broken or damaged. It's the right color. So way back in the very beginning of the process, we're, we're uh, taking a look at that so that when we need the windows and doors delivered and installed, that the installer doesn't open up the box uh, the day he's installing and saying, oops, you know, this is broken or it's the wrong color. So we have this process that we're looking, you know, back just as much as we're looking ahead to make sure that we're communicating with our uh, suppliers and our homeowners and our project managers to make sure that things get delivered when when we need them. Yeah, you've got a unique um, vantage point too because you're involved in those other areas. You're not just doing doors and windows. And, um, you know, I guess uh, what I would wonder is, are there times where you're looking at your project schedule and does that schedule sometimes influence or dictate product selection in other words, you're look, you're able to look and see. Okay, these manufacturers are on have their lead times are this long. Is has it is that new and is that the case? I guess first, where the the timeline and the schedule is dictating. Okay, which products are we going to offer or are we going to order? In in some cases, that that's uh, uh, I would say maybe that's about fifteen percent of the time. The other time, we're you know kind of. Um, making sure that the homeowner's wants and needs uh, are, are taken care of. So if we're telling them you want this particular color for this window, door, um, siding, roofing, whatever, uh, you, you know you're going to have to wait a little bit. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. So we, we have to get that buy-in from the, the homeowner early, early on. And that way we can guide the homeowner as far as uh, what product uh, would best suit their needs. And I feel inclined to also ask you this, um, just out of curiosity, you know, are you facing those same issues on the supply side with uh, the other materials involved, whether it's brick or, you know, framing materials, roofing, et cetera? You know, is it that complicated? Are you facing the same issues there? And how do those, because you can tell us, um, how do those compare to doors and windows? 
Yeah. Um, I, earlier, I just mentioned, you know, some of the top uh, four things we're you know, waiting around for lumber, windows, doors, appliances. Uh, I was at a meeting uh, not too long ago where one of the major appliance reps was having a conversation with uh, the, the local builder association. He was telling them, you know, you've got to tell your homeowners that they, they cannot um, order special um, features for the refrigerators, let's say that you know you just have to go with the basics for right now if you want water in the door and ice in the door and uh, see-through door panels and uh, some of the high-tech um, uh, technology that's on the face of your refrigerator to you know kind of keep your grocery list together they're saying do not offer that because those types of, uh, of features that you're going to be waiting a year for so he's he was telling everybody that you know you have to go with the basic you know basic refrigerator boy that could that could bode well for appliance sales right if, if everybody's going back and you're, you're not the first person to tell me about that issue but all, that's a lot of folks that could be replacing their appliances down the road when those better models or more equipped models become available of course you can't do that necessarily with doors and windows uh, you know, you're covering up the, those nailing fins with siding. So that would be uh, quite a pain to go back and change, right? Yes, absolutely. And let alone the um, the nailing flange uh, and the siding, you have all that window wrap that's going around the, the windows and doors these days. Mm -hmm. The peel that off is, you know, next to impossible. So, um you know, that, You've got to get the windows you want up front, obviously. Yes, yes, that's a that's a huge thing. Finding out what the homeowner wants, informing them, communicating to them about wait times. So we're not the type of company that, that goes in and uh, sells a window package and then gets in within you know three, four, or five days to install that. Mm -hmm. um, but even if we, and we have done that, uh, we've had projects like that, but again, the homeowners just informed you're, you're gonna have to wait for the products to come in. We wanna inspect them once they come in with that open box policy where we're literally open, opening the box and checking everything. And uh, so communication with the homeowner is key. Communication with our supply partners is key. So that, that's how we're handling that. That's something that we're looking into right now because our next issue, uh, and I mentioned this in my intro, that our, our next issue is going to discuss how some companies, you know, manufacturers, software makers, et cetera, they're trying to apply artificial intelligence to the supply chain. But one of the objectives in that is to increase communication from end to end. And, you know, I actually introed you in that way. I, I said, you know, maybe Jay has figured some of this out with natural intelligence, how to, how to connect those points in the supply chain and have them communicating. And indeed, that's a lot of what you've just explained to us. But, you know, what do you make of that, taking some of those processes that you've figured out and you're doing more or less manually and making them kind of instant and automatic? Um, how feasible do you see that? that option i would love to see that option i think it's very feasible uh, the key is you need that process and system on paper first before you can input it into software to be able to have the software 
um, digest that information and, and uh, report back to the end user. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I would uh, I would love to see that type of technology where I can go in, I can see where my my order is in line. You submit a, a window order to a vinyl company, and uh, okay, I, I can see I'm in you know I'm the fifteenth person in line or company in line waiting for windows. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, three days later, okay, I see I'm the 11th person in line now to uh, having them fabricated. So, you know, I, I can start the plan as, as I would be able to see. It's kind of like delivery. You know, you look up online to see where your package is. You know, oh, it went from here to this warehouse and now it's on this truck being delivered to here. It should be at your door in, you know, two days. So that type of technology would be awesome for builders and remodelers to be able to track the order. You know, I'm constantly calling my suppliers and partners saying, hey, what's what's the what's the expected delivery date? And then they have to say, well, I I have to call, you know, the the manufacturer. So I, I have to wait for him to call the manufacturer to call me back. If I could just go online and pull up that information myself that would be phenomenal and it sounds like eventually it could that could be a possibility but then of course you know you have to ensure that everybody's software is talking and that those everyone's compatible along the communication chain but there are people working on that that's the good news right yes Um, so you know one of the things that i noticed and i mentioned was that you have uh eight nine project managers thereabout. And I love the sound of that. I'm a processes guy. And, um, but I, you know, I wondered if you could kind of tell us a little bit, I don't know how common it is for, for, um, you know, companies, remodeling companies to invest that heavily into project management, but from your perspective, how those things work with your company and, you know, what makes you decide to invest that much into, um, you know, that area, those resources. Well, we learned about uh, we, you know, it used to be called the lead carpenter um, theory years and years ago, and um, you know our project managers they swing a hammer half the day, they manage the project the other half of the day. Uh, we give them a, a copy of the agreement between our company and the homeowner. The project manager takes the ball from there. He'll talk to the building inspector, he'll schedule the mason, he'll, uh, he might do the framing uh, himself with one of our other carpenters. Uh, he'll have uh, our roofing and siding uh, trade partner come in and install the roofing and siding for him. Uh, he might install the windows and doors before the cider gets there. So uh, he, he sees the job all the way through. Uh, he The homeowner, knows, gee, this is my project manager, Sean. You know, he's basically going to be here every day. If I have a question about plumbing, electric, painting, masonry, the building inspector, I go to Sean. Hmm. So Sean knows the the uh, uh, entire project inside and out. Uh, he'll know more on a day-to-day basis of what's going on with the job uh, more than me. So if the homeowner would ask me a question, I would might say, hey, could you, you know, go outside and ask Sean? Because he'll have that question uh, answered for you quicker than I can. And are you, are you using uh, 
you know, what sort of software or technology are you technology heavy? You know, when you talk about managing projects and timelines and getting product there on time and so forth, what are, what are you using there? Do you have, uh, you know, any of the software packages that you're using to manage your projects? And how many projects, and also, if I could throw in a side question, and about how many projects do you have going at once usually? We usually have about uh, eight to 10 projects running at the same time. Uh, a couple of our project managers will run multiple projects at the same time. We, we do about 85 projects uh, in a year. Wow. Um, you know, they're, they're good sized projects. Our average job size is $90,000 roughly. So um, uh, the, the software that we uh, uh, use is, is Builder Trend. Mm-hmm. So we take advantage of, of their scheduling um, component module in, in that program. We also have other spreadsheets that, that we use, um, uh, but Builder Trend seems to be uh, something that we're going to be sticking with and continuing to use. Everybody can access it. The guys, uh, the project managers all have iPads out in the field. Uh, homeowners have access to it. So they can go in and check on things, uh, look at pictures, look at communications, um, see progress. They, they can check on the job schedule. Every one of our clients gets a start date and a completion date in their agreement. And it maps out what's going to be happening every single week. So they can follow along to see if you know we're staying on schedule, uh, which we have a great success rate with uh, being on time and on budget. So uh, yes, the, the technology that, that we're using is, uh, is terrific. Uh, we just started using another piece of technology called Canvas, where we can go in and scan a room with our iPad and the iPad takes a picture of the entire room. It will take measurements. I don't know how it does it, but it takes measurements of the room. And then it'll dump it into our um, into our CAD program, and it creates you know the entire house. Uh, we use Chief Architect as as a design software program, mm. so it'll take this image and put it in the Chief Architect, where it used to take us hours to to, to draw a, a home, uh, and then add the addition onto the home. Now it, it can be done in in minutes. It's crazy some of the technology that's out there. So. Uh, we we love looking at at software and um, we uh, we enjoy using it. Yeah, you know that's funny that you mentioned Canvas because um, <laughs> I just glanced at that last night. Um, it just popped up in I don't know a f- some feed that I was looking at, and you know probably artificial intelligence uh, tagged. Okay, he looks at these types of programs. <laughs> It's but anyway, crazy. It's crazy. It's yeah, so crazy. I, I think it's. I think it may be. I didn't look into it too deeply, but it looks like maybe it's lidar based. You know, if you have a lidar enabled. Yes. Uh, yes. So, have you tested that at all with measuring doors and windows? I'm just curious. You know, we're seeing a lot of technology surface for simplifying that process. I suspect that your project managers would say, "Don't order anything till I put a tape measure on it twice." Yes, but. <laughs> Yeah, have That's you tried what we're still it? Doing. It will it will it gets pretty pretty close. Uh, okay. but you would not trust it to, to order windows. So you could maybe put together a quote 
Uh, yes. Just a rough quote, but you're going to go back and make sure that eighth inch uh, difference or quarter inch difference is accurate Absolutely. before you hit order. Yes. You know, I mean, go ahead. I was going to say we do the same with, uh, you know, kitchen cabinets. You can go into an existing kitchen scanner room and um, it it generally takes um, uh, accurate measurements. But before we order cabinets, we'll go out and double check. Yeah, it sounds like you guys are pretty advanced on the technology side. And so I was actually wondering, you know, obviously the entire industry has been in hyper mode for adopting technologies and and trying to shore up processes, change the way they do things. Have you always been that way? Um, and has the past year or so really given you, you know, impetus? Have you really focused on that and as we've you know been through the pandemic and so forth well i would say that we've always been this way i've always been involved in the industry for you know gee over 40 years now i'm still learning um there is you know new technology new products new installation techniques that you constantly have to keep up on you know it's, it's interesting i'll have uh somebody come in and I ask them about it, you know, installing a window, a, a trade partner. And uh, we have a, actually have a, a sample of how to install a window and door uh, in our uh, sample room. And we literally show homeowners, this is the way you're supposed to install windows. You need to wrap the sill with, you know, the uh, flex tape. You need to install the windows. You need to layer your flex tape and your tie back in a way that you're shingling the water away from the home. We talk a lot about, you know, um, draining and drying the house, you know, allowing the house to drain and dry. And a lot of these, um, you know, newer, younger contractors, you know, aren't keeping up on technology. They, they don't get the trade magazines. They don't uh, belong to a trade organization. They don't go to seminars. I, I constantly am looking for uh, seminars to attend. Uh, I'm involved with a national design build uh, group. There's about 15 uh, of us that, that get together uh, once or twice a year uh, to talk about, you know, things of the industry, you know, how to take care of our customers better, how to take care of our team members or staff better, how to uh, purchase better products, how to install them uh, better. Uh, so, yeah. you know, we're very big on education. Um, I get all the trade magazines and I, I love reading through them and seeing what's new. So um, it's, it's out there for the taking. Uh, you just have to educate yourself. Yeah. So the, um in terms of how you operate now in the supply chain. And, and I mean, again, like I said earlier, kudos for getting it done, you know, for, for being advanced in these ways and, and getting the product where you need it. That's impressive. And of course, doubling your, your volume on that side is also incredibly impressive. But um, do you, and I'll try to make this my last question because I know you're busy. We don't want to keep you all day. <laughs> um, but do you see things getting better on the supply chain side? And this might be a loaded question, but, or do you see, do you feel like maybe this is the way it's going to be, you know, uh, going forward? 
Well, I, I see manufacturers, they're, they're a little nervous, I would say, about, you know, is this just a, a, a one-time spike? And are they going to start building new plants uh, just because of this, this spike? They really don't know what's going to, to happen. And I, I hear and see that they're thinking, well, gee, maybe we'll just get our existing plants uh, working to 100% capacity or maybe 110% capacity. So, um, you know, they, they're, they're still dealing with this. Uh, what do we do? We mm-hmm. have this huge demand. I, I think it was created by homeowners being home, looking around their house and saying, what can we improve? And so, you know, there's, there's a big demand out there. Um, so I, I think it's going to get a little bit better. Personally, um, I, I think uh, the, these wait times for products is, is going to lessen over time. Um, so that, that's kind of my prediction that that people are going to start pulling back just a little bit, which will allow the supply chain to uh, catch up. Well, I guess the good news is for you, you've got it more or less figured out, you know, how to work with it. And um, I think... You know, a lot of others are still still figuring that out, but everybody's working at it, and um, that's the good news. So, you know, you've with how you're you're going gangbusters, a lot of others are too, and somehow the industry's getting it done. So, yes, that's the good news. Uh, well, Jay, I, I promised that was my last question. I'm going to keep that promise, and we we can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with us today, and. You know, I want to thank you on behalf of our listeners and subscribers as well, because like I said, I think many will be tuning in to hear about how you work and how you've gotten it done. And, and again, kudos to you and your team for your success. Well, thank you, Drew. I really appreciate, again, you uh, inviting me to uh, share what, what I'm saying. Yeah, we appreciate it. That's all we have time for today. Before I let you go, however, just another reminder about this year's Builder's Guide to Doors and Windows. This is a tremendous opportunity for everything from manufacturers to distributors and dealers to have your products front and center for this key audience. So reach out for more information by emailing me, dvas at glass.com. Thanks for joining us.